You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Yo, what's up, crew? Welcome to the smartest guys in marketing. Smartest guys in marketing. Uh, smartest men in marketing. Because I'm a dad now, and so I'm officially a man. It's about time, man. It's We've been, been uh, for a long time. I think the the words that come to mind when you know thousands of people have asked me what is what does fatherhood mean to you now that you're a you know a seasoned father, and the, the words wisdom and strength and sacrifice come to mind and uh i'm just feeling so wise man i can't wait to learn about your experience in fatherhood today on the podcast well that's not what we're talking about today but it is Uh, it is indeed what a letdown what a wonderful gift uh the lack of sleep truly is and it's been a great season for us what are we talking about today dude so we're going to talk about how to deal with objections on sales calls. Big deal. But yeah, today for this episode, we're going to talk about dealing with objections on sales calls. We run quite the effective sales operation inside of Trafficking Funnels. We are actually in the middle of a big sales training right now. It's called the Double Your Sales in 30 Days Challenge. It's pretty awesome. Pretty great title, if you ask me. And people are inside this challenge. Did you come up with that title? They're doubling their sales, and it's actually mind blowing how that works. So we're in. Hey, this can I interrupt you real quick? You can always interrupt me. What do you want? If you're not a sales person, if you're if you're just listening, I'm putting this in air quotes. You still need to listen to this because anything that you're doing in business, you're always selling, right? If you're if you're whether it's on the phone or you're trying to get someone to buy your product online through a sales page, like you need to un- understand these principles, and, and these principles are cornerstone. They are cornerstone. They are they are paramount. Do you? I feel in your business. I feel judged right now because you did the quotes and feel like your prejudice is overwhelming my sense of confidence right now. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people just discount sales. They're afraid of sales. They don't like. They think they think it's sleazy or unimportant. But this is really foundation. Man, I read a, a, an interesting article. This is about six months ago. So I can't remember the exact where I read it or the exact number. I'm going to lowball it just so I don't misrepresent information. But I think that it said the average salesperson supports four or five full-time staff mm. at companies. It's amazing how sales has gotten such a dirty rep. And without sales, we, we wouldn't have the economy we have today. We wouldn't have Apple, we would have Tesla. And so it's, we need to reset the, you know, the way that people view this position. Sales is the lifeblood of company success. Do you agree with that? So true. And uh, so anyways, yeah, we're in the middle of this double your sales challenge. People are doubling their sales. It's amazing. Every goal that they've ever had in their whole life is coming true in 30 days, just like internet marketing, you know, it's like, yeah, it's awesome. It was crazy. And what you know, we're in this training with with some of them are brand new. They've never done sales before in their life. Some of them are a little bit more seasoned, but we live in a day and age where people have really lost the ability to be honest with each other. And 
never has this been more clear than in these conversations that we have. I mean, whether you're a service provider or a coach or a consultant, you have conversations with people and you probably have heard these objections that I'm about to share with you. But you have to know, first rule, first and foremost, that the objections that people give you are never, ever real. They're not real. People have lost that ability to just be honest. What you say is what you mean, but they don't mean what they say and they don't say what they mean. Say that seven times really fast. Whoa. Really fun. And uh, so I was doing a coaching call yesterday with one of our new salespeople and I was like, well, she stopped at an objection that wasn't the real objection. And she didn't know how to how to unwind that and really get to the bottom of it. And so a couple of weeks ago, I asked my sales guys, I was like, go through all of our clients and let's pull out the most common objections that people are getting. And we train, we probably have a couple hundred active clients right now in, in high ticket programs. We've got a couple thousand people to subscribe to information from us. We have all of this data, right? Where we can kind of go figure out what are people dealing with the most right now. Three top objections that we got that I guarantee you've heard these before on sales calls. And if you're lucky, I'm going to teach you how to deal with these three objections on today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys are lucky. All you have to do is buy the memos. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you. Well, any, you want to pause me and say anything before I get going? Because I just feel like I am a. King Kong gorilla right now, and I could just roll through the mud by myself. Uh, I just want to say I'm proud of you. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Tearing up a little bit. <sighs> Nothing else? Show us the money. If you want to get the money, you got to learn how to deal with these objections. You're on these you playing list of rounds. Uh, actually, I got a message from the bond last night. Oh, the bro? Because uh, the bro, because she said, did you guys like take my bro marketing and just be like, I'm going to test this out. I see your ads with like your Rolex and a bunch of cash on it. And I was like, I read your article and I was like, what if the opposite were true? <laughs> we just created So the next ad that we're going to, we're going to come out with is me in my Lululemon boxers in a hot tub rented because you can't own it. If it's going to be bro marketing, you got to rent it. And we're going to be talking about this could be you. Think about that, bro. Good. I think that's an amazing idea. People are like, what the F are you guys even talking about? All right. Three top objections. Number one, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Or I don't have time. These are the same objection. This happens to us all the time. And if you are in something, if you sell, if you sell material that is educational or consultative, if you're involved in people's relationships or business, anything that involves work from them, you're going to get this objection a lot. I'm not sure if I'm ready. Mm. I don't have time. So how do you deal with this? Well, first of all, you got to understand that not having time or not being ready is a trust issue. We have this training called spheres of influence and um, it goes through a lot of these objections. Maybe we could link that in the show notes for people if you guys would like that. When I was starting out in sales, I got this objection all the time and I didn't know how to deal with it because in my mind, it's like, well, if people aren't ready, you know, they're not ready. If they, if they don't have time, they don't have time to work. But this is most often the case when someone has trust issues, not with you, but with themselves. We have to dig down underneath the surface because you know, if someone is in a place where you know, what they're saying is, I'm not sure in my ability to actually implement on this to get the results that I want, or I'm not sure that mm. I actually can make the time required to get the things that I've told you that I want. And 
we're going to take it below the surface. Most of the time that person has invested in things before and they've disappeared or they've told their spouse or significant other they're going to do something they haven't done it. You know what? Most of the time, this lack of trust in oneself comes from is little things in their life that don't add up. Yep. You know, they, they go to the gym all the time, but they're still fat. Oops. Mm-hmm. You know, they say that they're going to wake up. Or they, they tell other people they wake up early, but they wake up late. There's this misalignment in people's lives that causes them to have deep trust issues with themselves that prevent them from being able to take advantage of opportunities. You agree with this? Absolutely. The other thing too is people aren't being forced into accountability. They are isolated, especially in today's world. And so I think that's one thing I love about client care and, and everything that we're doing is you come into this community, it's hard to hide, right? You put your goals out there in front of people. You have a team that is connecting with you and it's, it's hard to, to BS a bunch of people who see you every day. Yeah. You can't, you know, it's hard to lie. Like either the results are there, you're taking action or you're not, where a lot of people, they don't step out. They're afraid of that. And so they're just isolated. They're on their own island. And so they are so used to lying to themselves for years and years and years. And they've just gotten to this crazy thing where they believe something that's just not the truth anymore. Yeah. Hey, if that's you, no judgment, man. No judgment. Take just own it. Right? If it's you, just own it. Own. Own that shizzy. All right. That is, dude, it's that, it's that, and it's then just their awareness. Rain in the, rain the beast in, bro. <laughs> all right, let's That's go. Good. Number two. Uh, all right. So people are already saying this on the live stream, but number two is don't have mo, mo, money. Don't have money. Mm. And number one is, man, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't have time. The second one is don't have cash. I don't have money. Man, this sounds, how many of you heard this? This sounds amazing. I just need to go look and see my finances. To see if this I need to sell my house first. I need to sell my, my fancy Rolex. I don't have the money. Or a lot of times this is coming where it's like, people are just like, well, I don't believe in credit. Oh, don't you? What do you not believe? What else do you not believe in that's real? I guarantee you people have heard this. Don't have the money. Or I got to look at my bank account. I got to look at this. I got to look at that. I don't believe in credit. This is objections that come down to a person's lack of trust in you in the process. Most of the time, this actually comes down to a lack of clarity. Remember, we're talking, if you're just joining, we're talking about objections and how the first objection is never the real objection. You got to get to the, to the second layer and the third layer and the fourth layer. And when people complain about money, when they complain about things being more expensive than they think they were going to be, or they complain about not having the cash, you know, think about this, Chris, if I got you a hundred percent certain that you give me a hundred dollars and I'm going to give you a hundred and five dollars, zero questions asked. Would you do it? Of course. No doubt. What if you didn't have $100? I'd find it. You'd go find it. It's never an issue of whether people have the money. It's always an issue. When you hear this, I can see people in here. They're like, you know, it's because they're not in pain enough. No, it's not. None of that's true. Because really, pain is tied to a person's personal motivation, which would be the first one. When someone complains about money, it's because they don't have clarity or they don't believe you on the certainty of the process. Mm -hmm. So that means you've done a bad job showing someone how this is pretty locked in, how many clients have seen results with this, blah, 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 blah. Make sense? Can I add a note to that? Yeah. A big part of that is you probably don't believe it yourself as the expert. A lot of times that's the case. It's 
you are not exuding ultimate confidence that you can help get them the result that they desire. Yep. People know that, dude. They sniff that stuff out. Yep. yep. Certainty. It's a feeling. Even when we first launched, man, and we didn't we didn't really have our offer dialed in. We didn't know really what we were doing. There was a tremendous amount of confidence to figure out the process, to figure out how to get them the result, no matter what it took. Bro, what'd you eat this morning, man? What'd you put in your Wheaties? Dude, I had a first form protein bar. Dude. Them, I'm hydrated. So objections, number one, I'm just not ready. Man, I'm not ready. I don't know if I have the time. All right. Well, you know, this person has some deep trust issues with themselves and you probably didn't do a good enough job uncovering that. A lot of times when people are like, I don't know if I have the time or I'm not ready. They've been burned by someone in the past. They've hired someone to help them with mm-hmm. something that didn't work. Same. Mm-hmm. Second one is money. People saying they don't have money, which is usually a trust or a clarity issue in the process. Okay, because if you know for a fact, I'm going to give you $100, then you're going to give me back 150 I will go borrow that money from my grandmother. I will go borrow that money from the dude on the side of the street working at Starbucks. I will find the money if there's complete trust and certainty, right? Absolutely. Hopefully, this is helping you guys. Third objection. Ooh, this is a biggie. Ooh, it's a biggie. It's about to get nasty in here. Taylor's about to go naughty. How'd you kids? It's about to get real. This is the third objection. And I've heard this so many times. And at first I thought that, you know, this was an issue with our marketing and different things, but I've since discovered the real objection behind this objection. People just want to try it themselves. How many of you have had this happen to you? Maybe you help people with LinkedIn or you help people with their websites or you help people become a better dad or you help consult people on their money. People are like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go it another month and see how it goes, and then I'll come back to you if I can't figure it out. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this another couple of weeks, and I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the real objection here. Here's the reason that people behave this way. I've literally come to the conclusion that this is a severe IQ issue, an IQ deficiency. The first one is a, an issue of someone's trust with themselves. The second one with money, you know, cash or money or credit is someone's certainty in the process. When someone has the solution to something and they want to go try it on them, like by themselves and only if they need help come back. The objection here is that person is so stupid that they don't understand time value and they don't understand, you know, if, if, if I can do this the right way the first time and minimize my cost, I don't understand this. I really don't. And it's not even an objection that I think I can deal with anymore as much as it is like, okay, well, you self-segmented yourself out of our ideal client because you're probably too stupid to be able to follow instructions anyways. It's yep. too harsh, but it's what I've come to believe. It's true. It's, they're probably a hobbyist. At least yeah. that's how they're treating their business and their time. We understand that time is a thing you cannot get back, right? So either you don't understand your numbers, you don't understand that your time is valuable or you are drastically undervaluing your time. And what does that stack up to you at the end of a lifetime? When something could have happened in three months, but instead it takes you a year and a half, no worries. Thankful that we have a lifespan longer than a year and a half. You know, we live a long time. But what does that stack up to you when you get to the end of your life and you realize that you countlessly wasted little moments of delay trying to do this yourself, trying to do that yourself? 
this is something we used to talk about. We got massive hate for this, but time is such an important asset that we don't do anything that doesn't produce a return for us anymore. And I'm not mowing my lawn. There's so many things that, that is cheaper for you. And this kind of is deviating a little bit away from the sales thing. But I think that when it comes down to the end of the day, people don't understand what their own time is worth. Deborah says really stupid. Yeah. Really, really stupid. Like really stupid, like cognitively challenged, stupid. When you don't understand that the value of your time is X and you're spending your time doing a bunch of things that don't produce, they don't meet that value of your time. That's where people get lost. Yeah. There's this loop that you, you get into where if this is how you treat your time, there is absolutely no way you're going to produce anything significant in your life or your business. This model of thinking is underserving you in a tremendous way. Like not only is it not going to make you money, it's going to cost you tremendously. I think in every area of life, where if you understand the concept of how do I leverage and extract the time that someone has already put into figuring out this process. Why on earth would I not try to take advantage of that? Like it is, I think stupid. the definition of stupid, but not with the U two O's S T O O P U D. It really I, is. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And now in, in pretty much every part of our life and our business, we try to find who is a person who's already figured this out. Who already knows the journey and they've mapped it out. Yeah, 100%. So if you're Lewis sales, and Clark, seriously, come on. If you're in a sales role, the best thing you can do with someone who wants to try it themselves, this is the best defense against dealing with these types of people is having 10 other people that you can talk to. This is the best defense. Because the first two objections you can really deal with quite well. You know, if somebody's like, I just don't know if I have the time. Someone's like, I don't know if I have the money. And there's so many different ways that we can make that work for somebody. But when someone's like, you know, I want to I go waste a season of my life unnecessarily suffering because I am challenged in figuring out what – you can't really help that person. And what we try to distill into our culture and our team is, you know, the best defense against that, you want to have other people lined up. You want to have enough plates spinning. And that's something that we can help you with as well. So that's marketing, as Dan Kennedy said, marketing. My daddy always said, can't fix stupid. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. All right, you heard it here first. Hey, if you are in the sales challenge, congrats. Proud of you. If you're not, you really missed out. You only have What are you doing with your life? If you're not, what are you doing with your life? Like, you only live once, that's what they say, YOLO. And uh, you're not living very well, so figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. Get on the next one. Trafficandfunnels.com slash memos, M-E-M-O-S. Good place to be. YOLO, FOMO. uh, We'll see you next week.